0: What's good, Internet? It's June 28th, 2022, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 490. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Patrick Klepik. Hello, Renata Price. Howdy, gamers. Ricardo Contreras. Yo. Uh, so we are back from a week of games feasting. We hope you got a chance to check out the streams uh, last week. We had a lot of fun getting together in our studio. We argued about Dominoes and Pizza Hut for, mm. frankly, what seemed like days. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I feel like for all of that, our results may have been inconclusive. Context mattered a lot. Uh, some One pizza, like, Opened strong, but later when they were cold, feelings changed uh, a little bit. Uh, We also played the thing board game. Uh, I have never been more hoisted uh, in my life. (laughs) I'm still I'm still revisiting. Things I could have done differently, um I
1: mean, I think you I revisited our friendship on some fundamental levels, um I mean, I guess if you could call it I, that at the end of the board game
0: anyway. one could one could say that the speed with which I turned on you was not mm-hmm. a net mm-hmm. positive um, <laughs> in fairness, but you know really, isn't it kind of your fault that <laughs> oh because afterwards you were like, I try to play these games as sketchily as possible. Like I try, I think what a normal reaction would be, and then I do something weirder. And well, so- because what was I supposed to do thirty seconds into the game, being the the
1: one with the most like hosting clout of this, pointing yeah. the finger at me? I, I, my, my only response to that could be to jokerify myself just in an attempt in. to to like just g- like grasp onto anything else instead just a giant cloud was given. For, I guess if you even watched that segment, you know it's not you know it's not me, but whoever yeah. it might be, uh <laughs> suddenly got a very big uh shadow to
0: to hang hang out inside in. It was it was it was like a real path-dependent uh game of the thing. Uh we also started uh The Quarry, um, the latest supermassive uh like horror game. And I think mean, it's safe to say we all got Twilight Pelt. Uh, before the before the event was out, which was unexpected, but there you have it. <laughs> to,
2: to the point where I have started having Twilight esque dreams, <laughs> um, completely, completely unrelated to work. Um, it, it
3: definitely sounds like your uh, your version was better though, because Channing Tatum was there, and I think Channing that would Tatum be a market there. improvement to those movies. Channing oh, Tatum was, was there, yeah. and well, they were those Did we Hunters. have that
1: conversation during? Like they, I think, feel like one yeah. of the, he came up at some point, and we thought that yeah. he wouldn't. He would have a good time on those movies, but I was unclear if he could establish the tone and vibe <laughs> that the, everyone else was on. Uh, but I would have liked to have seen him try.
2: Yeah, I want to see Channing Tatum hang out with Emmett. I want to <laughs> see Channing Tatum's vampire <laughs> hang out with Emmett so badly. Yeah, the most dudes rock any vampire has ever been in the history of the medium. It's 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 incredible. <laughs>
0: uh so that's that's what we're up to last week we ended up taking uh friday off just because uh it had been it had been a a long event uh there's a lot a lot of travel on the back end and it turned out that we'd all actually accidentally earned like a comp day uh at the end of it because like i forgot to factor in like two 13 hour days like that's that's a lot of extra time so we we it all came out in the wash uh but you know as so often happens these days in that little gap between podcasts. American life got significantly fucked up. Uh, the it was it was a it was a really quite incredible week um, as the Supreme Court embraced its traditional role uh, in American life of of being a reactionary and a liberal institution. Uh, by the middle of last week, they laid the groundwork for national concealed carry, uh, and then they capped it off by overturning uh, Roe v. Wade. I think somewhere in all that, the separation of church and state kind of bit the dust too. I'm, I'm, it it was again, a lot happened. Uh, and we're sort of, I think we're still bracing ourselves for the news that environmental protections, uh, are illegal and, uh, coal execs have, uh, uh, a, a natural right to determine, uh, what, what environmental laws we can pass. Um, yeah, I think I don't have like a lot of, I don't have like a pat message uh, around this. I have a lot of like off the cuff reactions, um, but I was kind of curious, like how this all landed, how everyone is processing this, um, this new reality. I mean, it's like very stark to like, I dropped $2
1: off a daycare at like seven in the morning. And then when I picked them up at five, I was like, ah, you had more rights when you went to st- to yeah. school this morning uh, than you do at the at the end of the day, um, and it's specifically where I where I am situated in Illinois. Um, like the direct result of this is not a huge change if you happen to be an Illinois resident, and, and if anything, part of being in Illinois is that they are there is sort of a a political commitment to becoming. I don't even know what you are going to call it, like a safe haven sort of state where. We are surrounded. Like Wisconsin had, it wasn't like a trigger law, but they just didn't, they just had old anti-abortion laws on the books that if the legislature wanted to have them enacted, they could and essentially become very quickly a state that was anti-abortion. And so they did. Then I'm to the East, Indiana, that's Mike mm-hmm. Pence territory. Um, like then to the South, take your pick. Um, like <laughs> to, to, to the West, got Iowa and, it's just Illinois has become this state where it's got its own fucked up politics. Like we don't need to talk about Lori Lightfoot, but it was just such a weird spot to be in where I, by sheer coincidence of where I grew up, where I've chosen to Mm -hmm. come back to is a place where on some level, things don't really change, but so many things are about to change for, I have so much family and friends in Wisconsin. Like it's just, it's a weird thing where like the whole world has shifted even if directly around me i won't notice it um in anything it's you know like i'm coming on folks like myself who are like by luck of geography and where they were born can just sort of keep going but knowing people directly an hour to the north like live in a fundamentally different society like all in the span of a day
2: i i think that Part of the difficult thing is like one i grew up in ohio which i am which does have trigger laws on the books uh if i'm remembering correctly um yeah. and so that significantly affects the quality of life for a bunch of people that i care about um pretty much immediately but i think that um part of the difficult thing and part of my reaction to uh everything that happened is one um we knew this was coming pretty clearly um we had the the two weeks of uh what two weeks month maybe a month it was like a month yeah of kind of preamble uh to a terrible thing happening um which is itself um difficult to process but also i think that to speak to like what it was to grow up from the year 2000 onwards to live amidst obvious institutional collapse and decay means that you do not really expect anything less. Uh, And a lot of people I know were not angry, or were angry, but in a way that signifies tiredness more than anything else. Uh, Because this is the reality that an entire generation of people has grown up with, is that there is a concerted attack or a concerted attempt to Disintegrate certain institutions and certain basic practices that other people have kind of grown up or seen become standard uh, standardized and to grow up amidst the decay of those things is to kind of lose all faith in institutions and instead invest in the people around you because you never had any faith to begin with um, and seeing that come to pass uh, for more and more people has been a bummer. Um, watching your friends become radicalized, um, not because of, like, a moment of revelation or or particular care, but because they've seen so much trauma happen is a... That's a hard thing to say.
4: Yeah, it's, um... It has been one of those things that certainly exposes...
0: Like, one of the things that always uh, follows things like this is um, the really futile, like, arguments I see between, like, liberals and leftists, right? Which are, like, two camps that, like, frustrate the shit out of each other, and I think for good reasons. And I think one of them is firmly had up their asses. But, like, also, it is kind of... It, it it was kind of remarkable seeing the realization now that like an institution like the court like the supreme court could be terrible and actually like destructive to not just american like american life and also like any concept of democracy having that become clearer was was bracing but at the same time it is striking the degree to which you know when you look at the response from a lot of like the democratic leadership that's been in place for the duration of this like long retreat of like rights and protections and liberties um and still there is that hesitation to recognize like this is a this is a political confrontation that's different in in kind uh, and in stakes from what you have seen before and still the song remains the same that you still you get a bunch of like democratic congress people singing god bless america at moments you didn't like want to
1: this. hear a poem from nancy pelosi
0: and then a
1: call
2: a to vote a vote in poem November from a fucking zionist it, it fucking zionist it sucks <laughs> it sucks fuck? so bad it's uh,
3: uh and the amount of uh emails that people got that were like this is horrible please give me money for my campaign <laughs> like the most right. tone-deaf well, time to ask people well, for and any not sort just of that. contribution or faith in the electoral process given that but the democrats also- had how long of a heads up that this was happening and didn't move to do anything to help people outside of you know, the the states that were already going to be okay about it, you know?
0: Well, it, it lays bare. I think another reason that stuff is so grating is the fact that for ages, the driver's seat of the Democratic Party has been uh, people who will make a lot of, like, public commitments around, uh, like, belief in Roe, um you know like support of feminism and feminist goals but at the same time have proven to be just dismal politicians that the people who took a lot of like widely held beliefs and made them the basis for like an electoral electoral pitch also turned out to be some of the worst fucking field generals uh, in the history of American politics. And well, the erosion of the, like in the
1: 90s, the 2000s, the existence of like the blue dog Democrats, essentially like right leaning, like center right Democrats, gave folks like that cover, right? It's like, well, what do you expect us to do? We're going to take the positions, but hey, we're a big tent party. Like, yeah, we got 60 votes in the Senate, you know, on the time Obama's elected, but. Ah, you know, like we got to protect these members, like you know, this is what we got to do. And as yeah. that has eroded, as like both parties have become polarized and more, uh, there are less of that sort of like, like kind of squishy center for for both reasons, better and worse. Um, uh we're left with those dipshits in response, which is like the field has changed. Like you need, well, like there, there is a need for more aggression. Like you know, I don't like Beto all that much, but like. The, um, the feeling of a catharsis when the shooting in Texas happened and then he just went and fucking yelled at the governor and It's like, is that going to change anything? No. Does, like, does it feel good? Because in the absence of anything else, like try like show that you have a spine or a backbone. It's like, you know, Biden should have been speaking in front of the steps of the Supreme Court. Is that going to change what happened? No. But at least it would show like your leaders understand the gravity of the moment to some degree and i think in the absence of concrete things they can do to change things to like you can't just flip the supreme court decision in a day but at least if you want to evangelize people into wanting to create a movement to create change in the future like they just flounder like that's why you get the fundraising emails that's why you get i don't know vote and that that just depresses the very people that are needed to organize and mobilize for the future
2: I mean, the fundamental reality is that people with direct access to power live radically different lives Mm -hmm. from literally everyone else. So, in many ways, it does not matter. Like, Like, we can say, for as much as we can say that, like, people, politicians care about things like people do, they don't. They do not, they fundamentally do not have the same problems. They are able to list things that other people care about. That is the most you can say for most for I would even say most democratic politicians. They're good at listing things that people care about.
0: Well and that's it. And the longer you're in power, the the worse it gets, because you just end up like so you've been out of anything resembling a normal life for for so long that you just lose any sort of like you're you're completely like non-conversant uh in in these realities. And and yeah, I I do think it – reduces a lot of their urgency and like leads them to sort of shrink from moments. Like, you know, when you bring up, uh, you know, Bet- Beto doing what he did, there is value in getting in people's faces and also revealing in the moment who they are. Like, I think one mm-hmm. of the most effective things about like, you know, that moment between Beto and Abbott and his weird goons that were, that were with him. There is like, it was a grotesque group of people having a grotesque reaction to being, asked to like reflect on their role in creating the preconditions for a school shooting. And their response was grotesque. They were ugly people uh, with an ugly attitude. Um, and with who, who cannot look at an issue like this uh, from any other perspective as to uh, boy, it sucks that this inconveniences me and I have to like answer these annoying questions. And that's there, there's something revealing about that. Um, whereas, yeah, I, I think that is not going to be served by saying things like, uh, reproductive rights are on the ballot in November. Well, the nature of a Supreme court ruling is that kind of, they're not, they're not,
5: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: yeah. like not unless, unless you're, unless you have a roadmap for like protecting voting rights. and Like for instance, restoring some semblance of democracy to places like Wisconsin, um otherwise yeah that like everyone knows that's just not that's that's false that's that's not going to be fixed by one marginal election win especially if you still have someone like nancy pelosi uh going to the mat for dudes like henry Cuellar, uh you know who has narrowly won a primary um and remains a uh you know pro-gun um you know centrist on uh you know on on choice uh democrat that's the type of that's the type of person the 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 party will go to the go to the bat uh go to go to the mat for so it's it is all these all of these things are made worse by the the sheer powerlessness i think in, in the face of these things uh you know of 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 liberals in the left i think uh something i've become convinced about when i see just like absolutely just endless like circular arguments on twitter uh is that we a lot of us live in a like we still want to practice politics of persuasion but the only people we can still talk to and persuade are people who fund like mostly kind of agree and right. they might be
5: or like to the left of us or to the, like yeah like yeah, yeah. Like
0: within your Within the – like, they're just
1: people you'd already mostly agree with on most topics, and it's not – there is no persuasion. There's only power. And I think that is, like – the right understood that a long time ago, and I think the left understands that, but I don't think Democrats do. No. It's like, who – there is no, like, using political capital. There is just power. And the sooner you understand that's how the other side is using it, like – the better but i i i don't i don't know that you know this would have been the moment for a hey you know who's holding up this in the senate like cinema and mansion and like at this moment after guns like after after the like if this wasn't the moment to you know it, from like biden's perspective at least point it out like hey we kind of can't do more because these two don't want to change the rules
0: i mean i don't or the the fact that they still shrink from like things that are unthinkable to them, the hesitation to say, we're going to pack the court. Fuck it. Right. Like, I mean, fully lean into the fact that like, is this a legitimate institution? Was it ever? I don't know. Probably, probably not really. The history of the court is, is pretty bad. I think in our lifetimes, we learned an awful lot about, about Brown v. Board of Education as if like that was the Supreme Court. Like its traditional role was sorting out fucked up shit in American life if anything's traditional role has been to ensure that it is propagated against the will of democracy so like you know when when you see moments like this i think part of it it is worth at least raising the question of like by what right do we live under the rule of the supreme court Mm -hmm. it's worth opening the door to those thoughts um And yet, I think a lot of the people in charge that we are forced to hear from uh, at moments like this shrink from it uh, because they still have an imaginary voter from 30 years ago uh, that wants politics to be very normal, very boring, and is afraid of, like, the loony left.
2: I also think that, like, I mean, at the core of all of these conversations is, for me, like, as a as a youth, um, an acceptance that, like the imperial core in which we live will never produce a just world like like the the place in which we live will probably never produce a just world it is it is fundamentally structured against doing so and so the question becomes what do you do with a place that is oriented against producing a just world like structurally right and i think that like the thing that you come to is like you can't if you cannot construct a just world based on the systems and structure of the place that you live in you can at least do your best to build a just life for the people who live around you and which is why community organization and like supporting local abortion funds and supporting the people who your arms can reach is so important because a just world will never be made by people who fundamentally have no interest in making it and so you have to find the people near you who your arms can reach, who have an interest in doing that, and actually organize with them instead. Because I, I just, it's a non-starter for a lot of people in power. And the system encourages that to be a
4: non-starter. I think that's true, but also, I,
0: it's it's a little self-fulfilling um for for one like i I think the the odds are certainly stacked, but also I always find the answer to well, we will look inward to our communities to be somewhat unsatisfying because like to the point about power, like there are so many levers of the state that can go against you you cannot i don't like i am aware of anything that sounds like seeding that ground permanently and saying that we can like move laterally around it via community organization because like I, I question how, like, first of all, I question how far those arms can reach when you have like national problems and communities Mm -hmm. like deeply controlled uh, by like reactionary forces like this. Uh, And I also looking at like the tools that like the state possesses uh, to confront this type of resistance uh, I think it's at least still worth fighting to wrest hmm. those levers away. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I I agree that I don't. I don't expect it, and I think maybe that's fundamentally like a lot of liberals did believe that like things just get better over time, and they get better via mechanisms or, or like, things that have things that have changed in the quote unquote, you know, going forward. We're not
1: going to slip like they won't do that. I mean, come on, we wouldn't feel bad. We already fought. We already won that fight. And I think that this is like a, an important tragic lesson in, well, actually you have to build support structures around the
4: things you already fought for. Well, and I, and I, and I do like, I like am convinced that the fact that
0: liberalism convinced itself that these gains for human rights could be protected without like materially improving the lives of most citizens. The fact that they basically just sort of shrug their shoulders at a lot of that for for ages um and and sort of let themselves think that what we can do is let business make a lot of money and stay out of its way. And we can protect uh you know the the rights that we care about uh and allow for individualized uh progressive realities um for for the best and brightest wherever you wherever you are and that's like fundamentally i i think the the last 20 years have been the demolition of that of that proposition um and it is so frustrating to come to a moment like this uh where the salt has been underway for ages but also there was no attempt to diffuse it by saying we can offer a better vision. Um, we can offer like we can, we can provide material help in other ways. Um, and that's, you know, the, the consequences of like these strategic failures are going to be with us, uh, for, for a while, hopefully shorter than we think. Um, hopefully much shorter, uh, than we think, but, uh, it is, it is profoundly, upsetting um and just and just deeply weird uh the fact that you know this morning mk had a random breakfast thought was like can we visit your parents safely in indiana and i was like uh well Illinois is not that far, and she was like, "Do you know how long you have if you have like an ectopic pre- uh, pregnancy that like needs to get addressed like right away? You don't have long. You don't have. We're gonna diagnose it and drive drive across an entire state.
1: Well, and not only that, but even like you think of Illinois. Illinois is not a blue state. It's yeah. Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. Like Illinois is much like California, one really dense location. Like depending on where you're in Indiana, if you're going west, you're just gonna hit middle and southern
0: Illinois. It's not." It's not, yeah. not gonna help you that much uh uh down there. But it's it's like stuff like that where to yeah. that to that point about like just small like new calculations that have to be made. Right. Um, or like locks
1: you into what is my future? Like yeah. my future isn't just what I want to do. It's will I feel like physically, emotionally, psychologically safe? Can I can I be confident I will live through a traumatic health experience where I choose to live? And like that is
0: less guaranteed. Yeah than it was before um and that like and that that expanded the circle of the people who were affected by that right like this is the that has been the reality for a lot of people the ruling on friday massively expanded the number of people who are going to be subject to that kind of rule Mm -hmm. um and uh hopefully in that in that trauma and in the anger around this um some of these forces are confronted and reversed um that's my hope certainly Um, one uh,
1: just shout outs to uh uh, when we talk about like creative ways of thinking about like what do you do in a moment where you don't have quick levers to pull is like wisconsin like their governor tony evers was like uh i'm just going to grant clemency to anyone who performs an abortion so that's probably going to take a while to like have that process play out and have like the lawyers at those different you know service providers making sure that like (laughs) you know is he just saying that on the stump because he's trying to get reelected this year. But I mean, Evers has been pretty good in the face of a fucking horrifying Wisconsin what? state legislature. But those are the sorts of things that's like when we talk about like what are the levers you can pull? It's like, okay, you can't make abortion like, you know, suddenly, you know, uh, flip it completely. But if you can grant things like that, maybe that provides an avenue for certain providers to open up and provide services for folks while other things sort themselves out. And like, that's a little creative in a time of crisis. And like, you need more of that
4: while the other stuff sorts itself out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We, uh, we'll, yeah. Go on cattle.
3: I was just going to say it's, it's tough because I feel like the, 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 the answers lie in kind of, it's too spread. It's too far spread at this moment, right? Like people are going to have to reach out to their individual communities in order to help in the immediate sense. But that sort of needing to divert that sort of energy towards protecting people now is going to take energy away from the fact that something needs to be done for the long term before it gets worse. And it's just like, it's a tough kind of balance to find. Like, you can only point your time and energy at so many things. And that's kind of part of, the unfortunately, part of the strategy that's working there. Yes. Right? like you cause immediate harm and force people to have to suffer and take care of that. And then they can't focus any energy on, well, then how do we prevent this from happening further? Right.
0: Right. And and I think that does like dovetail with how often like you hear from like liberal politicians and, and Democrats that like, you got to make your voices heard. You have to, you know, you need to, uh, to get involved in the process. And the fact that it so often feels like you have to stand there behind like, and unless you are physically there like flogging them into battle they won't go
3: they won't go yeah
0: um and and so we need some fucking commissars is what we
5: need
0: (laughs) Uh, they they would know take your pick of what type of commissar uh but that is sometimes how it feels is as well isn't that because like part of the answer is to this feeling of overwhelmed is like, well, you would have party institutions that are fighting on all these fronts. Right. Okay. And you look at, you look at a group of middle-aged or elderly people gathered, seeing God bless America, a song nobody under the age of 60 knows. <laughs> uh, and you're like, what are we doing here? That's yeah. not even, that's not even the good patriotic banger. God damn it. <laughs> Did you see the deer hunter? That song ain't happy. Anyway, uh, we're going to have to, we will, we will leave it there. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously um, we will continue to hope and work for a, a better and more just world. Um, so pivoting, I guess, to video games. So we had the games feast, right? We start playing the quarry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and we're gonna have to revisit that uh you know we like natalie started playing with us playing with us i don't think natalie's gonna be able to see it through with us but but one i think as opposed to house of ashes which was very like the prestige tv version i guess of this it's this way type less good it's way less b movie yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean there are, there are elements
1: of it but it's definitely going for more um a you know like a24 uh, sort of like, like uh, hereditary. Yeah. Like, we, we, hey, we're gonna.
0: Uh, it's more serious and more, and the vi- and the violence is less goofy. Um, yeah, and and so like, I think the quarry is is just much more classic. Like, them teens at the summer camp are <laughs> horny as hell, making terrible decisions, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and there's there's weirdos in them woods. Um, and I'm I'm real I'm real keen uh to to see what the nature of those weirdos are because uh, there's a it's it's a terrifically funny game I, I really dug what we played uh those games just look absolutely incredible uh but because it's on hold right now uh this weekend it was like just incredibly hot here uh in, in Lowell I ended up sort of going into submarine mode pulling the shades all that uh we started uh, MK and I started playing until dawn. Uh, which, this is, it was the first one of these? Yes, this was, yeah, this was the first one that Supermassive did.
1: Uh, I believe, uh, I believe it was made in, like, the Kojima Productions, or no, it was made in the, the Decima engine? I, there, there's, like, some sort of quirkiness with, like, the engine. Um, but anyway, long story short, yes, it was the first one in sort of, like, this series of games that has come out of that same studio since. Um, and that one, much like the quarry, was going for, hey, like, aren't teen slashers teens. like yeah yeah aren't, what if teens got cut up in uh weird ways and then instead of you know you get to control some some of the action
0: um yeah i mean so first of all there's i guess the two most bonkers things about it so far is one rami Malik is in it um and also like like obviously like so far at least he's not playable i think like maybe he's like the arch villain of the whole thing but the point is rather like you know patrick you know how your vibes were weird during the thing Mm -hmm. rami malik's got that like just cranked all the way to 11 like the minute he appears i'm like is he luring all them teens out to his lodge to kill him because none of his reactions are seem quite right but then again that's the rami malik character is like when we talk about deeply weird guys like Rami Malek has that on lock
2: can't you just smile
0: normal no,
1: you no. Can- okay fine <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing buddy no I can't smile normal
2: <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Rami Malek is like one of the kings of guy who wants to help you really badly but is too much of a grimy little freak to be able to convey that to literally anyone
3: <laughs> just trying to
0: help yeah there's a, there's a bit of like you're grabbing your pepper spray, but actually, like, he'll slim-jim your car open and be yeah. like, I just... Sorry, it seemed like
3: you are having trouble.
5: <laughs> That's <laughs> actually like, I very thought good. I was. I
3: thought it was you. I love... I love your Rami Malik, by the way, Rob. It's spot on. <laughs> you know what? He's got that weird creaky delivery. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the... <laughs> no, it's, like the, it's good. The,
0: the half-smile rictus thing, it's... ah, uh. Um but mr robot was a good tv show oh mr robot was so fucking good <laughs> i ended up i think it might have been what no they were totally unrelated thoughts because i didn't know he was in it but i started watching mr robot again uh last week and
5: oh i know because what it, it was on
0: no 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 um this was gosh uh so i saw it was yeah you know, so i like had to check in on conversate like you know how was our severance podcast received. And not to put anyone on blast, but I saw somebody make the argument Mr. Robot was good, but it also, like, made the argument that, like, capitalism's okay, but for a few bad actors. And I was like, did I see Mr. Robot? I thought I saw Mr. Robot. I don't feel like that's the show I watched. So I started watching that show again. Oh, my I God. St- it takes, like, absolutely nothing <laughs> to send you spiraling.
1: <laughs> like, I feel like there are people out on the Internet going, all right. You guys want to fuck with Rob this weekend? All right, let's all get together. We're just going to create like a little crack in something he felt pretty confident in and then he's lost 3 days investigating <laughs> this.
0: It didn't it didn't take 3 days. I, I I like a quick review. I was like, "No, what's being confused here is that it individualizes the distortions of capitalism, uh like both like socioeconomic and then moral. Um but the fact that it instantiates those instantiates those in characters does not mean that the thesis of Mr. Robot is like capitalism would be great if not for these complete fucking weirdos. That's yeah. not the show. Um, that is oh. that is not like if what? capitalism went to therapy. Uh, Mr. Robot, the world of Mr. Robot is not fixed. <laughs> well, that's like
1: the you know, that the whole like uh, like Elizabeth Warren theory of capitalism, right? Like, oh look, it's a little fucked up, but like we can fix it. Like I can fix you, capitalism. Like you know we'll just. <laughs> I got you.
0: Um, yeah, it, it's. But anyway, it's a great show. Every season, so different, so delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's that was that's what I was up to. Um, uh, still, wait, I have a question about
1: Until Dawn though. So, are yeah. you're saying we're playing it? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Passing like, the controller. Cl- like on a per character base, like what is because this game that Until Dawn does not have the same sort of. This, this, this game comes out before a lot of like the and couch co-op like streaming. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a weird game that still makes not a ton of sense that Sony funded it. <laughs> like, like, that, like it's not like there was a proven market for a $60 high budget motion capture choose your own adventure game. It's one of those instances in which Sony's inability to like tell a studio like eh, maybe we shouldn't spend this much money doing that thing. Like worked out wildly in my favor because I don't know that like you should have funded that game it did well enough, like it did okay um and but it but it doesn't have all those same sort of like player hooks uh in it, and so I was just curious how you were approaching the the
0: the, the choice uh matter of it oh so that's that part's mostly collaborative like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do we like what's our vibe here with this choice, and do we want this guy to be a creep and I think so in the um in like here, playing it for ourselves, I think there's much less pressure to like push the characters to the extremes of like, let's make this character the most loathsome person possible, and like so it tends to be like a bit more of like the sympathetic reads on characters, but they're also weird, <laughs> uh, and and also like it will
4: fall into just horror movie tro- tropes, like literally.
0: Two girls begin fighting over a guy like dogs with a bone, um, in a way that is just like it is hilarious, but also is just the worst stereotype of these movies, right? Where it's like, uh, like instantaneously for this dude who I was like, Is that the guy from the first couple seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, who was really bland but turned out to be really interesting because he was evil? And it was, he's in that, yeah, he is in that, yeah, he is in that. And he's like, kind of, uh, like the, like the class president, uh, like cool guy, uh, and just like changed, like broke up with one character and, and and took up with another, and literally those two women are on scene, are are in a room together for thirty seconds, and then it's like we're gonna start pulling each other's hair out uh, over this guy. Yeah, I mean that that um, game is be
1: like, like the like, it's tr- it's. It is the beginning of that developer trying to figure out what does it mean to present tropes to the player yeah, and the tension between what are you allowing them to do versus, like, is the job of the developer to allow a bunch of subversion or, like, should you let the player fully play into the <laughs> many, many problematic tropes that right. exist in horror and which it's pulling from? And the reason it's, like, able to get away with some of its worst, like... Indulgences is, is it, well, the player chose it. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily where you should end up with that. And it gives plenty of opportunities sub- to subvert that stuff. Yeah. Um, and by the time you get to the end, you can take characters that are positively loathsome and like find them in a much different, uh, place. But I would, I, it's not shocking that you're playing a game that was I mean at this point, you know, until dawn was probably nine since, years, since, right? Oh well, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, so like that's a you know, you have Wait, a studio what? that what is then. 2015,
2: 2015, so it's been seven okay, years. So not
1: not quite a decade, but still better. long enough for them to have made a bunch of these that are playing in the same space. And wouldn't shock me that even if I revisit that, would seem like really refresh and like look how like look what's going on here because it was just opening the door to that sort of dynamic as opposed to where we end up on on the quarry uh now my guess is yeah. and i can only presume this without having revisited the until dawn that like the until dawn probably has like much more uh it's much more rigid in terms of how it's like pitching the characters whereas i like think the quarry and I guess when I mean rigid, I mean like they probably start out way more negative than they do in the quarry. Whereas like, like the quarry is maybe like presenting characters with like here's a pitch on them, but we're not, we're well, not starting like d- deep in the basement on how shitty they are. Until on then-
0: I mean it positions at, like it's really damning how it opens. Do you remember like what the the way it opens is them like everyone gangs up to humiliate one girl uh, in their in their clique, um, and like no. every major character is involved on th- in this. It's like. It's a I know what you did last winter type situation. Uh, Okay. So, like, it is you you come to this game and, like, by the time the controls are turned over to you, a good number of the people you can play as um, are in some way, like, compromised by either their awareness or participation uh, in a cruel prank uh, that goes horribly wrong and throws two girls into the path of the flamethrower guy. That's the other mm. part of this is, you know, <laughs> I I do enjoy a slasher, but you know what's cooler than a slasher is a dude with uh, a flamethrower um, hunting people through the woods, um, which is, you know, you obviously you want a flamethrower for, for your winter uh, stalking and killing. You don't know um, anything about where this game goes, right? No, no, I'm, I'm super pumped. <laughs> Rob, there is
1: a, I think it's mostly agreed upon where this game goes in the last third is bad um Uh-oh. you uh <laughs> yes. for a lot and of in reasons in many ways um, yeah and i still quite like until dawn and respect so much what it was going for and i mean you'll know it like if you keep playing this like yeah. you'll come back at one point and go like what the fuck guys um uh <laughs> but so I'm, I'm curious on that front for if you keep yeah if you, if you stick with it if you even if you got to that point um i don't want to say gesture at what it could be it'll be obvious when yeah. you get to that, to uh, that
0: point. I, I suspect i will recognize the turn uh when yes. i go around it uh oh by the way this will be relevant to you um so took a little break from until dawn because like food showed up and i was like i don't know, i want to like be steering little shitheads through these conversations while i'm you know trying to enjoy some sushi uh so let's watch halloween Yeah, i've never seen before let's
1: I forgot. Oh.
0: <laughs> and I'll tell you the arc I had with that was uh Patrick, I'll be honest, like for the first like half of it, I was like everything here is too heavily memed. Like it's all too iconic, yeah, like it's all, like none of this is landing. Like my like Michael Myers standing and just like staring at uh, this like the schoolroom like, scene when like Jamie Lee Curtis is yeah kind of strikes is corny not scary doesn't it? like yeah. or the thing where she looks out the window and he's standing there you've seen the meme though where it's like she it keeps cutting to her looking out the window and a guy in a Michael Myers costume keeps doing goofier and goofier shit out the window uh like it's you see these moments hit and you're like you know I can see where this movie was like incredible in its moment but I don't fully get it. The thing I didn't realize, though, is that it's not going to be one of those movies where it's like it's not going to have a Jaws rhythm, where it like takes a foot off the gas. There's an attack. Everyone's like, "We well, need to talk about the attack." And then the next set piece <laughs> is like this. You cannot. I I not tell you how startled I was when I realized this was the movie was just not going to let up. Like the rest well, yeah, of the it movie goes, it just was goes. going yeah. to be the attack. Uh, um, the the sequence the sequence where she runs from
1: one house to the other house across the street. And she is trying frantically to open, like get someone to answer the door as he is just, it, it remains one of the most startling. There's a a trend on TikTok where it's called like the Michael Myers challenge. And so you, you like start someone at the end of the, uh, like a block, you give them their keys and then they sprint. And then someone walks like a friend, like their Michael Myers to see like, could you get your door open with your keys in time before Michael Myers approaches? And it only makes that scene. Cause that shot is just, you just, it never cuts. At least I don't remember it cutting, but like you just are watching him exit that door and come across. It's like, Oh, it gives me chills. Just thinking about it. Just the last half of that movie is, is still ace.
0: Yeah. The, the way it like the fact that you like the delayed payoff like the fact that you expect him to start killing people like for 20 25 minutes before he actually starts mm. uh the sheer number of like what feel like near misses but he's just not even there yet um before before it all kicks off it's it's really something uh it, it's that latter like that latter half of the movie uh was was really incredible and so like immaculately paced that i was like okay i can see like that part holds up like there's still not many movies that can compete on that level of like okay, this movie is going to like get its hand around your throat and steadily squeeze, uh, as it goes along. You're and you're going to be thinking like, when does the break happen before the big, like, you know, denouement. And it's just not, it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> um, so that, that ended up being a, a pretty, pretty fun part of the weekend. I'm
4: curious, uh, what, you know, that, that's what I was up to. Uh, what have y'all been playing? Um, I, I uh, can
3: go. You okay, Kato? Um, <laughs> there was a long you, pause. No, Usually no, someone you, you, else Yes, but also out, so. you're
0: mm, well, like, Well, here's, like, you here's,
3: here's the issue. Hey, can someone real quick go to uh, howlongtobeat.com and look up okay. the game? Neon White? Neon White, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Mm-hmm. For uh, Kato, I don't. All right, so Kato, mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you what this number is. You don't? Based on previous information.
3: Really? Okay, well, I wa- i wanted it? to know. What? Well, there goes my bit. I guess. <laughs>
2: uh, Will it make them sad. What does this mean? Wow, Cato, yeah. okay, are
0: you am, worried about you know what? Kato
2: depression?
0: I am. You know what? I am Mr. Yes and Cato. Uh, what do you want to know?
3: I just want to know how long the average to beat is. Why? Why is i wait like, wait main, main wait story? Patrick? Why are you? Why are you holding back? Do you have a compelling just, reason here? Can you explain no. it or would it be? <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm
1: upset
0: for you, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I feel, So, Kato, I feel like having watched you play a little bit.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, just an ace. I mean, I, that stream, go, you want to know how to speed run? Yeah. Neon White? Like, yeah. Hop on Twitch.tv slash Waypoint, see those Kado skills. A little bit of coffee, a little bit of Neon White. I'm learning how to blow through this game.
3: Pow! Pow! rob please what's the number
0: i i I felt like maybe uh there's more lingering over the runs Mm. uh more revisiting this optimization is a very important part here's the the thing
3: here's the thing that people don't see when you watch an agdq or an sgdq shout out to sgdq running this week right now some great runs happening over there uh is you don't see the hours spent grinding to optimize (laughs) those runs the, the the amount of streaming that these mm-hmm. people do in order to get those runs perfect and I was just doing that was the part that was the part that I was doing today I was optimizing I do however I need to like know how Kato long was trying
0: to ennoble himself
3: hold on, hold on. Yeah, how
1: well, long? Ka- Okada we can also we can also list off with oh, no. the completionist number is here and I don't know that it's going to help your case
2: <laughs> Kato, okay, I like so. how Kado
3: is okay.
1: mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. numbers numbers
3: Tell me, tell we know, me. We
0: all know them.
3: Right? We know them. We <laughs> love them. <laughs> How long does it take to beat Neon White?
0: Well, uh, it takes... Do you want the, the like, making oh, a big Jesus meal out of it or
3: Christ,
2: Critical <laughs> Sorry, I just looked it up.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, Kato, you, this is you, a ten and a half hour game.
3: You poor little yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. Super sick. Um... Oh, he must be near the end What's the, what's the, (laughs) what's the, uh, what's the, that's the completionist? No, No, that's the, that's
0: that's Critical Path. Okay, what's what's completionist Yeah, Completionist is 19 and a half.
3: Right, to get all of the, what is this, 17 plus, what is the total amount of achievements? 63 achievements Mm. in Neon White. I have spent 10 hours in Neon White. And I have one achievement, which is earned your first ace medal. Yep, I haven't okay. finished mission one. What and this is Wait, because?
1: What? Well, that is we should we should be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One mission is like ten.
3: It's to like ten months. levels, right? It's yeah, like the so first that, group of levels. <laughs> I'm, which is apparently <laughs> yeah, the tutorial. I needed to jump in. Which which Rob's response was tutorial. like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold on." <laughs> <laughs> Ren is standing okay, up. I don't know if this these is levels out there. <laughs> so there's like gone. these little
0: like sections, these sectors of the levels. These little like yep. parts that like, so, like parts of the run. How right. that like, take
1: so yeah, near White take... first person like card based shoot shooter platformer. Like you're using yeah. cards to both like perform actions like a double jump, um, or you're using cards to like shoot a pistol or a shotgun. You can swap between those, and you're you're trying to get through levels as fast as possible. And uh like, for example, most levels to get uh, to, like, if you're beating it very casually just to, like, progress to the next level, uh, you know, like, a minute. And then the game is very encouraging of, hey, you should you should, you should get these medals, which uh, can unlock something like a gift that you can find in the level. That gift is something yeah, that you can sure use in the visual about. novel portion. There's a to... visual
3: novel in this game?
1: Right. Okay, Kato, you watched the demo version away. of this. You know
2: that part of the game is in there. I gotta pass <laughs> um, away.
1: And, and you... And you can, and then you can get uh, further medals and unlock different pieces of information. And it's it's like it's it's it getting the what is called ace, which is you know there's like silver, you know, a bronze, a silver, gold ace. Uh, and then uh, you've got a leaderboard, and like the game is really feeding you like a feedback loop that is like, hey, you should want to do this again a little bit faster. But if as long as you get, like, you can just keep moving, right? And then it's just a matter of how much do you really want to like uh, optimize. And if you're Joel Fowler, former site manager of Waypoint, oh you are just you are just
3: you are the fuck joel is, like res- joel is partially to joel is partially signed on
1: he just signed on like while i was like talking joel we're like let's say um a level like i said a normal completion if you don't want to like really skillfully do it is is a minute and then the the ace like the the highest medal is i don't know. let's say like 24 seconds then you'll see joel's number on the Jesus leaderboard it's like Christ. seven and a half seconds and it's like what, what
3: did the you hell, what even the did you
1: do do in this game and it sounds like i just chose i the way i play these Look. games is like i choose a, like a villain right which is <laughs> i find someone that appears to be more or less on my skill level like rather than stressing over joel you which is i'm you just never building yeah yeah it's like i they're like i think it's like like on mine, it's 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 Joel Fowler and then uh, Will Smith are like really really good, and I just don't want to spend the time to hit their times. But then I've got a tier b- below that that, and I forget who those people are because it's been a couple of days. But like you know, like I've seen I've seen Kato, I've seen you there.
0: I was like, this seems yeah. more
1: like in the, and I try to beat on those times enemies before me. Take hey, Kato yeah.
3: Uh, Patrick's Patrick's got got a little picture of you taped next <laughs> to his monitor. <laughs> oh my god. Here's the, This is the problem. This is the problem, really. I began oh, playing- Oh, now we're at the problem? The, the 10 issue. Minutes, Ten minutes into the this crux. conversation on Neon White, we've <laughs> arrived at the problem. The real crux of the issue here is that I started this game a few days after everyone else did. Which means my, oh, my, my leaderboards oh, yeah. are all populated with people that have finished the game and are going back to to get better times. And I see the leaderboards and I'm like, wow, I'm not even in the top ten. I really gotta step my step my level up. Let's let's what? fucking go. Let's do this. And I lose a few hours to just like grinding down that time, getting those milliseconds of difference. You know? It's, it's always I'm always within two one or two seconds. What's one or two seconds in life,
0: really? It depends on the <laughs> I mean depends on what's the what's what? the course time, you
3: know? <sighs> uh, it, this yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
2: The thing that gets me here is I think that I enjoy something very different about these games from most I do not give it for the most part a single shit about other people's times. I just find the route setting extremely satisfying and interesting. Yeah. The like no no no. No, I also enjoy
3: that. This is what I'm saying though. <laughs> Finish no your point and I'll come back. Cato, Finish your you point think. and I'll come
2: back. When it comes to perfect execution, Like a truly perfect execution. I have no interest in perfect execution. What I have interest in is in route setting and experimentation, which means that for every level, when I play neon white, I usually figure out the ace time, like the ace route. So I do my first route, whatever. Great. Cool. Usually a gold do my ace route. That's usually within three runs. And then I will, if I, if I really like a level, I will be like, okay, cool. I found the ace route. I think I can refine that. I think I know a way I can do this level differently. This skip that I can do that I find interesting enough to attempt this skip, and I'll do that a couple times. And usually, I'll you know cut like five seconds off. It means I I attempt on my first run through each level probably like seven or eight times, um, and then I and then I move on because at that point it is mostly just. How do I shave off per like shave off milliseconds via perfect execution? And that is so boring to me. I would much rather go to a new level. This is also part of why uh, live service games don't work for me. Is because I have I have no interest in grinding. I have no interest in making the number go up for the sake of making the number go up. Just awful to me. And so it is fascinating to hear when people are really interested in cutting
3: true milliseconds off of their time. Well, interesting, see, that's the... yeah. It's really interesting, <laughs> isn't it, guys? <laughs> oh, see, this is the thing. I'm 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 similar, but what drives me is the point that someone already found a path, and I'm trying to recreate what that path is, right? And like a lot of that time is just like I could just go look up the world record and see what path they took and try to do it, but I don't do that. Like I know some people will go find the quickest path and see if they can just execute on that. But between mm-hmm. me finishing my ace run and when I finally give up, which most of the time I haven't actually given up on these levels, what happens is I'll quit the game and then I'll go back in. When I go back in, I hit continue, and it just pushes me to the next level because I finished, quote-unquote, that level that I was working on. Oh, before. wait, so the
0: game is trying to cut you off.
3: The, the game is trying to cut me off. The game is like, you've had enough, buddy. <laughs> you've had enough of this. <laughs> you can move on to the next the next level. And I'm like, no, let me get back. I'm sure there's a... I'm sure what I should do, and what I might do from here out, is get my aces and run through the game, and then I'm sure at some point you unlock a fucking level selector, and that's when you go back, and that's when people go back and, like, run their, try to run their things. But part of me is also like, will I come back? Or should I just do the grinding it Sounds now?
0: like that mineral will <laughs> <to> stop you.
3: <laughs> uh, so, like, Yeah, that part of it is definitely like trying to figure out how people even got that fast, right? Like trying to figure out what would the difference be between those extra couple of seconds that people are are above me on this friend's leaderboard. I could care less about the global leaderboard where I'm always like thousandths or whatever, right? But it's just like these people that I know and most of whom I play other games with they can do this. I wonder what they did differently. Let's let's mm. try to suss it out. And I, you know, I mean, I got the hyper, I got the hyper focus problem. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's super, it's super easy to hit F and then hit space and be right back at the beginning. Dude, it, it's super quick, it super manifests.
0: snappy. <laughs> Last night I was like, you know, I bet it'd be cool on uh, Steam Deck uh-huh. before bed. Yeah, super meat
5: boy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh no! And then okay. I was
0: like, I need to stop playing this because I'm getting more awake and I'm getting annoyed. Yeah. But I'm getting more awake and I'm like lying here in bed to get like sleepy with a little sleeper meat boy. And sleepy meat boy. Then, yeah, it did, that wasn't working. No. So I was just like, I gotta cut myself off because yeah. this could be. Yeah, this is a this is a dark path I'm on. Uh, I mean, I get it. Um, yeah. So all this is well, to say that
3: it, Neon White is a very fun platforming game. And be careful, I guess, if the numbers being different is going to, you know, be a guidepost for you. Maybe just avoid looking at the numbers if you don't, if you care. I don't care. Fuck it. Not I've spent a dy- the numbers. I haven't, I haven't regretted care any deeply. of those.
0: Everything you've said is that you care deeply. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I'm saying
3: what I, what I mean to say is I don't care that I've spent this much time and I'm not even done with the first mission. I'm fine with that. I've made my peace. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I does made it, a piece. He says on. after like spending hold twenty on. minutes justifying the piece that he's making. <laughs> Doing so great. Did, I'm great do, everyone?
1: I'm f- I'm fine. You played. I, you played the demo,
3: right, Patrick? Yeah, I've, I've played. Uh, did I'm it just at, have to
1: finish the first?
3: Does it start one. at that time? What huh? does it? Does that time accumulate? What you spent in the demo in Steam when it goes to like full mode? Is that also like... I have
1: no idea. I have... uh, Are these
3: these 10 hours? Actually 10 hours? It is, Kato. Okay, I'm just making sure. Oh, yeah. Last two weeks, 10 hours. Okay. Yeah, so it's been 10
1: hours. (laughs) Kato just (laughs) desperately looking for a way to sound normal.
3: (laughs) And just just
0: floundering. You know what's beautiful, Uh, though? hmm. Just picture. Take a moment to picture. Joel Fowler. Busy job, got mm-hmm. a kid, watching all them sports, got a f- <laughs> rich, full life. Oh, my God. Fires up neon white, does a run. He's like, I can do better. Does another run, so that's a better time. Goes and plays something else and moves on. <laughs> just moves on with this. And that number... Life just torments kato this this trail of breadcrumbs <laughs> to hell joel's like well that was a fun that was a fun little gaming sesh time to take Ta- my kid to the park yeah to have good work-life
1: balance like hey everyone
0: and then kato just <laughs> <laughs> how did he do it
3: how did he do it how did he do I it i need to know
0: keeps opening up jump. like youtube be like starts typing in the like the, the level designation in YouTube. Like, no i mustn't i must stay pure
3: gotta make that jump better gotta jump better Got to yeah. right. hit that jump right. Got right. yeah. to hit right. that jump
0: right. Shit. Kato doesn't want to cheat himself. He doesn't <laughs> want to be the person who learns nothing. You uh, <laughs> he he only cheated he, he yourself. Needs, yeah. Thanks, exactly. Ninja. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so, um, you know what? Let's take a little break uh, and contemplate the news that Kato just gave us. Uh, and and do some reflecting uh, on our own lives and choices, and we'll be and and we'll be back after uh, a commercial break uh, to discuss more games. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And we're back. Hey Ren.
2: Hi. Hello Before and on the show.
0: You mentioned the hot new genre of the roguelike deck builder.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Tell me, so tell like first of all, a roguelike, but with mm-hmm. decks? How does it uh, work?
2: Uh, pretty wacky, right? Um uh the game that I've been playing is Gordian Quest. Um right. and in it you start with uh there's 10 characters each of which have basically three different decks they can pull from or three different like mm-hmm. kinds of card they can pull from each of which usually relies on a different stat or has a different play style um and so you can build them in a bunch of different ways both in terms of th- uh it's like a D styled um themed roguelike deck builder where you are playing through a 10-hour campaign with a party of three characters who you can swap in and out over the course of the game, you start, you pick your character, you pick their general build. Um, there are three stats that really matter uh, intelligence, dexterity, and strength, uh, and those govern the efficacy of different types of cards: blue cards, intelligence, green cards, dexterity, red cards, strength. Uh, and so you play through a 10 hour long campaign uh, called an act uh, in which you um, will build those characters over time. So there's like, the first act is levels one through seventeen, uh, and those characters get grow up. They get more stat points. They gain initiative because the game has an initiative system for its turn order, uh, and you unlock new cards, uh, and then you can build them in I think actually really cool and interesting ways. Uh, I think that the characters that they have created are all distinct from one another. Uh, and also have a ton of build diversity in terms of who they can be built into uh that I think is is very neat.
0: So what is the so I've been thinking about this in terms of um there are games that push you toward just having the most efficient deck possible mm-hmm. uh like nothing wasted like super predictable uh mm-hmm. outcomes and then there's games that sort of push you toward having a big toolbox and like improvising with, with what comes up. And I'm curious, like to what degree are you given control over that? Or does the game sort of like tilt toward one, one of those extremes uh, from a lot of be reductive in that way.
2: So I think that a lot of the um, experimentation comes in character builds. So mm-hmm. it, you have a big toolkit in terms of who you can put in your party when it comes to the style of deck building it encourages um one of the things that the game gives you is um one of the things you can acquire on level up reduces one lets you remove a card from your deck great cool the other thing it does is it lets you reduce your maximum your minimum deck size and that is the that is the bonus i don't take this cuz i i am But you can reduce the amount of variability in your decks over time. That is a choice you can make as how you are building a given character, is being like, okay, I'm going to remove every single thing I do not use or do not always use from this character's deck to make them as efficient as possible. But that's on a per character basis. So for some characters, that can be great. For others, not so much. Uh, The Bard, for example, um, has uh, the way that I was playing her recently, is that she has a bunch of dexterity based abilities. Um, that allow her to buff her teammates, uh, and those buffs give them shield, um, the specific build that I was doing. She gives a lot of shield to everyone, right? She also has a regular dodge ability that just gives herself shield, right? And the thing that I realized was, there's no point having the regular dodge in that deck. You om- you can just get rid of that shit, and your um, guard output will be so much higher if you are just cycling through the team buffs as opposed to the individual stuff so for that character really drilling down uh in terms of deck size is super important however for another character who is like a a melee character cycling his cards was really really useful because he has an ability that when he uses opener cards opener cards reduce the cost of cards uh of a card in his hand by one and so you can cycle a bunch of openers and card draw so you want him to have as big of a deck as possible so he can just cycle through as many attacks as you can uh to get the maximal damage output in a given round and so you have to go about building those two characters and those two particular builds really differently from one another um in a way that i think is um really good and interesting um even the like cleric class mm-hmm. uh she has a um, ability called press the attack and every single time you use it it adds a second it's like a th- this exists in a lot of roguelike deck um attack every time you use it it adds a second one to your discard pile and they get stronger uh and so she benefits from having a massive deck at the end of a game but a small one at the beginning if you're playing her as like super melee heavy as opposed to her mage build so there's a lot of stuff you can do with each character and each role they could theoretically fulfill yeah, this does look
4: this does look really really cool um it's also I'm positional
0: here, yeah that's the part that i was like but there's like a kind of a here's my magic like board like uh positioning element to it
2: Yes. There is another game that did this. Um, What is the name of that game? It took place in a... It's a post-apocalyptic deck. Nowhere Profit. Nowhere Profit. Thank you, Kato. (laughs) Um, It has a very similar structure to Nowhere Profit in terms of its actual board layout, where um, certain cards can target certain regions, and enemies tell you where they're going to target at the beginning of your turn. So you know, for the most part, what your enemies are going to be doing, and so you can plan accordingly uh, and be like, okay, cool, this character is going to be, this character is going to use an AoE over here, so I'm going to spend some of my actions moving uh, from here to here Uh, because there are two resources uh, in the game for playing cards, AP and SP. AP is what you get every turn. SP is generated by playing other cards. Um, AP is actions points. SP is strategy points. The basic SP ability it's called Shift and lets you move for free. Um, mm-hmm. And so a thing that you'll do is there will be a turn where one of your characters is going to get absolutely owned if they stay in one spot or if they don't shield. But you can do a thing of like, okay, I know that I need to be out of this zone. So instead of moving with my AP, I'm just going to dump a ton of damage on this one enemy, which will generate enough SP for me to shift out of the way of their AOE ability. And that aspect of the game is really satisfying Mm -hmm. Um, to feel like you are like thinking around the very particular actions of your enemy and also like making plays that would otherwise feel exceptionally risky that you are um, kind of getting around by good positioning. Uh, And some of the character classes do a lot more with positioning than others. Um, The Ranger class, for example, um, has a ton of abilities that are dependent on how far away they are from a given enemy. So if you are, they're like, oh, if you are two rows away from a given enemy, you will do extra damage. Uh, and they have a ton of those, like, different modifiers for their deck. Uh, and so you're constantly trying to move them into the optimal position to be using the type of arrow that they are using in that moment. Um, it's 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 really involved. Uh, and I think this is a game where optimization freaks will have a very, very good time figuring out how to make a exceptionally powerful and strange deck um it's really satisfying
0: this is a non sequitur but did anyone here ever play a game called duelist yes okay
2: i played duelist
0: yes okay because that's the other when i was looking at this i was like the presentation is speaking to me uh and like the positional stuff and like mm-hmm. so people who don't know like duelist was a free-to-play card ba- like
4: mm-hmm. deck
0: building card card game uh with a with a battle map uh ba- basically it was a and so game. A- pardon
2: it was a tactics game
0: yeah exactly uh and i think it was like it just didn't it just didn't catch on and was, it was frustrating is like i really wish it was one of those cases where they like that left the servers open and like open source somewhere because it was like it was really cool um and i don't know i just got a similar vibe off that like because i really liked that and then it was just like well it's dead now <laughs> i was like but also uh kato there were like really good flavor texts in the game like mm. it had the feeling of grimoires
2: <laughs> the cards were so also it's so pretty it is one of it has some of the most gorgeous pixel art i have seen in a video game in a very long time it was exceptionally pretty and also and this is gonna really get grind kato's gears when I say this yeah for the last month of of its existence they made basically every single card pack free they were like they were like this game is dying and so they were like that's it we're fuck it everyone everyone can have everything we don't care take as many card pack rolls as you want um oh actually when the dream god
0: i'm a dumbass what's that they had servers up until 2020
2: yeah when the game was dying i was talking with a friend of mine and we're like what if we streamed us learning how to play duelist in every day for the last month of its existence so what if we basically did thirty-one days of Duelist Boot Camp before the game ends?
0: Goddamn! <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this, you got a line on like Duelist Lives On in some like weird shadow realm. I'd love to hear about it. Uh, but really cool game. Me I don't too. know, this looks like neat. really <laughs> different sick. presentation here. But like, I I was like, you know, there is an itch that hasn't been scratched in a few years, and this might be the game.
2: Gordian Quest may. Uh... My pitch on Gordian Quest is a story of one of my runs. I'm just going to quickly... This mm-hmm. is my best pitch I can get the game. So I go into this dungeon. Uh, I have a three-person party. Uh, the party is a, um, a swords guy, uh, Lucius. He's the, our melee attacker. And then we have a woman called a mancer who has a summon, uh, who also gets a turn. Uh, and they have really interesting interactions with one another. Um, really complicated class, but that is, I think, very neat. And finally, we have a cleric, um, and so we go into this dungeon, and uh, the dungeon was pretty long. It was the longest dungeon I encountered at that point in the game. Halfway through, uh, I was like, "Oh, this game's too easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise the difficulty from normal to the second highest difficulty." Uh, and my first couple fights on the second highest difficulty, I'm like, "Damn, I'm still kicking ass. These enemies have have triple the health that they did." In the last difficulty, and I'm still just ooh, ooh. The decks I've built are so powerful. They keep so moving strong. the bar, and I
0: just keep soaring over it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I'm so I'm so good. I'm. These decks are elegant, refined, powerful. And then I misplayed one turn, mm. and Lucius gets fucking obliterated. I mean, one shot. He is just like an enemy. The the entire enemy team is like. I'm going to obliterate that twink. And then they did (laughs) obliterate that twink. He was gone. Absolutely devastated. And I was like, oh, no, I have to play through the rest of this dungeon with only two people in my party. And then I went, it's fine. I'm playing with a summoning class. So really, effectively, I have three people in my party. It'll be okay. And it was okay. We fought through. It was going great. I was like, yeah, even even one character down, we can really, really churn through this dungeon. And then we get to the very end. And this spider boss shows up with a bunch of little spider ads. And within the first turn... Uh,
0: uh, Patrick, ads means like additional enemies, not like the spider brought like pamphlets and like advertisements for spiders and spider <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> um so if you were picturing if you had like a really pr- cute i've heard image. enough weirdos talk about yeah. mobas to know what to know what ads are but right, i just wanted to make lobas. sure you were you were you were clear the spider did not show up being like would you Mobus? like to like have you heard about <laughs> spiders that's not what's happening it's like spiderlings
5: <laughs> mm, thank
2: you uh no the only spider that gives me ads as in terms of pamphlets is the spider that lives in my house who's convinced me that spiders are good because he murders so many ants <laughs> every time i walk into the bathroom oh, and i yeah, look in the corner that's, i that's see a, a, a massacre right there <laughs> I just walk to my bathroom i look in the corner it's just a graveyard it's very unsettling uh but that spider and i are buds this aside we go into the spider boss and there are all these ads and i'm like oh it's fine we can take care of these ads we got this going we got this golem man to punch punch him get it immediately immediately poisoned the golem mancer and the golem immediately poison to die in like two turns. Oh.
5: And then it's just
2: the reverend left. But here's the thing. The reverend's intelligence stat was obscene. And the cleric has these channeled spells. And so if they land a melee attack, it gives them one point of channel. And channel reduces the cost of channeled spells. Her intelligence stat was so high that the intelligence-based block she had would give her like a thirty damage block. She has twenty health, by the way, would <laughs> give her a thirty damage block with two ticks. So if she spent two of those deflects. She would have that, and so this boss had nineteen hundred health by the time everyone else was dead. And over the course of twenty rounds, this cleric. 1v1 this major boss in the game by (laughs) just perfectly balancing channels and blocks for 19 consecutive turns and it felt like it was so sick by the end of that I was like I am ride or die for this fucking cleric i don't care (laughs) who else joins my party i don't care how good they seem she is never leaving my party because the amount of work she put in against the spider was obscene it was it was such a good example of how well this game works that i could lose my entire party and be down to one person who then soloed 1,900 damage against a boss. Those swings and the significance is, like, incredible. Two characters got ethered because I made one mistake, but when I get into a situation that I play perfectly, I am able to ace a 1,900 health boss. It was... it's so good.
4: Rob? Yes, of. Have your prayers
3: been answered? Well, hold on. I mean, yes, it was five months. It's ago. five months ago. But they have a Discord. Well,
0: they, they got a Discord. They've got
3: a Discord, say, and they say uh, what kind of they're a they're lot
1: saying. of people
0: say. They're re- recreating something.
1: I'm just that's like I'm putting hold out my, my Legend of Zelda UE5 tech demo. The prototype is up. I'm going to this
3: prototype. There's a As link. Please, you can there's you, an account. You can make an account.
1: Mm. Oh, time to give over some information. Yes.
3: Yeah, like, mm, mm. <laughs> but what I'm saying it's is just name they, and password. They made a Discord five months ago and said that they're going to be more up, up to date in the Discord, right? Like, so you have to go, you have to go investigate. When was the I'm last to to actual Patreon. update?
2: <laughs> I'm going to their Patreon to see if they have any updates. Mm. I've I mean, not
5: seen
4: any updates.
3: I didn't well, I didn't join the Discord but it says there's 386 people online
2: who could say. And I am seeing this person does get $251 per month from Patreon which suggests
3: that it is still ongoing right. to me. There's people still supporting it so there's still stuff happening. Or people just forget. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> I got so many months of like premium podcast to listen to. <laughs> Sorry, Karina Longworth. I love your shows, and I'm gonna listen to the main feed ones, but not not the patron, not the Patreon ones. Maybe, uh, maybe, may, may but I I just miss Duelist. I really enjoy. It. Also, so I just really sick. enjoy a, a game with good flavor text, like good, like hey, there's like a gloss on this card, but because it's a virtual card, we can have an entire paragraph where instead of just like the brief snippet that like magic allows, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. And that's, that's what I want more of. Uh,
4: Hey, Patrick. Yeah. You play video games, right? On occasion. Uh, (laughs) uh,
0: What have you been partaking in of late? Uh, Kato and I,
1: we did a bunch of... uh... Well okay wait, short version is that I just want to shout out that the game that we've kind we got mildly obsessed with on one of the summer games fest or the xbox stream uh what is it called uh I'm trying to find my email oh I pasted it here in our discord what was it i uh as dusk falls, which is a oh yeah, how did you describe it Rand the visual style
2: it's a motion comic with a three d camera
1: yes, um
4: that i
1: i Ren was making a compelling case for how maybe it might work and maybe there's some things they can do. The visual style like, was doing nothing for me. It looked, it just looked really awkward and strange. Um, I have since played only 30 minutes of this game. It comes out in July, but I got access to an early version of it. Um, I didn't come out of that thinking that the visual style works. In fact, I feel worse about it now that it was like on a big 4K screen <laughs> 10 feet from my face. But I did come out of it going... Well, we're going to stream all of it and play it. Um, uh, And uh, I don't really want to say some of the scenarios that happened early. They convinced me that we should do that. I'm just I just think that will. (laughs) Are we like in
0: way out territory of like what in the world is happening or. It's a little that's not
1: whereas a a way out feels like it has a sense of humor about like it's like weird setups. This one. Less so. Um, I'm not sure how self aware it's, it's trying to be. Or it seems like it's trying to be very serious, but also have like moments of levity and just like the. It's just like not working (laughs) for me at all. But it could work
0: for us on a stream together. It could.
1: (laughs) Exactly. 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 The arrested development meme, the arrested development meme transposed into a stream that we'll have some fun with. I, I think. I don't know much to say. I like. I, I truly don't. Like I really. I can't even really fully dunk on the game because I didn't spend that much time. I just got enough to go. I don't know how this taste, You know, much like a switch cart. I don't know how I. How much I like this, but I'm compelled to taste more of it. Uh, to find out. Um, and so we will. We will return to as dusk falls. Um, later uh, this month uh, or later uh, next month when that comes out in July. But uh Kyle and of I did a uh, uh like kind of like the Steam Next Fest demos. We played a bunch of uh ID and Xbox. I ranted about this at the beginning. I think it's cool that Microsoft is doing at the beginning of the stream rather, that they're like promoting a bunch of demos for people to check out. Uh, there's like just no there Wait, was not where or,
3: are they? E- did right. they yeah, happen exactly. to have a blog that we like the, knew to e- go to the, but-
1: <laughs> the easiest way to access those demos is to go to a major Nelson blog. That has links, embedded links to the store, because if you just go log into your Xbox and you couldn't do the demos on PC, it was only on Xbox. If you went to your Xbox and went to, like, you know, they're promote like you know the official Xbox account is promoting like go check out these demos. And I'm like, cool, I'll load up my Xbox. And check out these demos. Like, contrast it to the way, the, the way Steam does, like, a full, like, yes. UI takeover of anything they're promoting. Uh, it's a separate page no- where you can see all the demos available for the Steam fest. Like <laughs> uh, Look, if they did even that, uh, some there's nothing. There's, like, nothing, nothing in the main UI. You go to the storefront, nothing in the storefront. Instead, you're supposed to go to the demo section. But even the demo section doesn't have a dedicated, like, summer games fest like section you just have to like no. sort it by released yeah uh, like these are the most recent ones and, and even then it's like unclear where is the cutoff well i guess i'll just glance at this wario 64 tweet that shows me <laughs> highlighted the games that are gonna it's just it's just, you know a well-meaning thing that is just a nightmare and i know getting things through storefronts is difficult but it's like come on it's 2022 we it should be easier to access this stuff but we did play a uh handful of games uh the one I mean, kind of probably the one that still sticks out to me the most is uh and An and oh, no this is your this is your this is you trying to play neon white uh not that <laughs> wrong stream um, the fox game right
3: uh, is that what you're thinking of or exhausted man else? oh no exhausted man yes both we of those. we started with a game called
1: uh <laughs> let me pull up the trailer and I'll put it in here um but exhausted, exhausted man, man is a, it's a physics based game in which you are using <laughs> you like using the analog stick to like move this like really like elastic body um you can then tap certain triggers to like have the the hands focus on different objects in the environment so you can kind of flop your way around uh to to like grab handles or grab a key um and the first level of this little demo is just you, like, hey, can you get down a hallway, grab a key, put it in the keyhole, and, like, get into a door. Like, is it is amusing enough. Um, it, it, like, the animation and, like, the physics model is is really fun and goofy. And then it drops you in, and I have, I genuinely have no idea if this is, like, the actual structure of the game or just part of the, the demo. Because um, these demos you're playing, much like the Steam Next Fest ones, are not, like, really polished affairs. It's, like, you can tell... They're just packaging together a piece of the game and hoping it'll result in people getting paying attention. And so you kind of have to go into it knowing it's going to be a little rougher on the edges. But so it like drops you in to this like kind of like creation tool and says, hey, I I mean, Kato and I kept skipping the UI stuff because it was like sort we were like. Get us back to yeah. Wait, you know, give us a goofy objective to do. Well, where's like, our why goofy, are we in this... goofy
3: inchworm man who's humping the floor? Yeah. Whom? Why am I dro- why am I
1: dropping a couch and a chair into this room? I don't I don't give a shit about this. And we we couldn't find any other levels, so I was like, all right, fine, we'll just drop these different uh, pieces of furniture. And then I dropped the furniture, in the game's like, cool. Do you want to jump into this? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm whatever. I don't know what I'm jumping into. And then we jump in, and what happens is. The game like sort of organically generates objectives for you to accomplish based on what you've dropped in. So like I put in a desk, a chair, a beanbag chair, mm-hmm. a light. Was the
3: light on the wall I already? Think the there, light Kato? was already there. The dimmer switch might have been. The light already
1: was already there. there. Uh, there was a, a laptop, laptop yeah. a monitor, um, and then a lamp. And the game then. And again, didn't tell me to put those things. There were, like, different pages I could I could, I could, could go through to pick what I dropped down. And then the game was like, hey, okay, you need to go – you need – the light needs to be – what are the objectives, Kato? I God, it f- was like –
2: Go ahead.
1: Your
3: left hand needs to be near the switch while the lights are dimmed. Your hips have to be above the – on the – Yeah. Okay, okay, the-
1: <laughs> dim lights – dim lights around left hand, hip near to beanbag – Head is higher than, hips. than hip. And so, I, <laughs> and so I wanna show the interface is important because you're seeing these objects and like different articulation points on the character are like highlighted in blue. Cause I think this is where the game is sort of like, oh, these are the, the elements I can play with. And then I'm going to attach sentences to it to create a goal. And so then you have to do all of these at the same time. So you must dim lights around left hand, hip near to beanbag. Head is higher than hip. And then you have to do all of these simultaneously. And then a meter starts to fill. So you have to like try and hold it in place as your character is just like vibrating (laughs) because the physics are like, I cannot hold this together. And the notion, I came out of it like, this is actually could be like a work of genius. Like the idea of just like throwing down a bunch of random objects and then handing the controller to a friend as the game just like, Generates a random set of objectives for you to do based on a physics model that is like you're barely controlling. It's really, it's <laughs> really fucking cool. Um, and so I, I don't know how much of the game is gonna be structured objectives versus the dynamic stuff. But like when we finished playing, I was like, oh, all I want to do <laughs> is like get on a couch with a bunch of my friends. Yeah. Like drop a bunch of random objects, see what the game spits out that they have to do. Um. Because it was just tremendously funny to watch me try to get to the other side of it.
2: Uh, I love this representation for people with chronic fatigue and hypermobility. There are are dozens of us out here. And finally, a video game that really speaks to a particular Venn diagram. Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um whether it was, there, was there one of those that stood out to you
3: on uh, the the ones that we played well the other one that I that I was thinking of that like st- stuck out the most in my mind from that group was the fox game Endling yeah. which seemed really yeah. neat like a striking visual style like we opened the game and thought like is this a cut scene you're like no wait I'm playing right now um but it seems to be like a mildly survival-ish game that's also narrative and it's hard to tell how much of that is the game opens
1: like the art style is like the closest crushingly bleak yeah yeah i can make is is uh 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 fire watch
2: yeah right like that that's
1: like immediately what i thought of based on the art style the game opens with a fox uh just just racing through like an ever-expanding blazing like forest fire it's it's it is hard to overstate like how striking the visuals were. I, I didn't know that I was, should be like, was supposed to be moving. Like it looked like a cutscene scene that you'd otherwise be following. And it manages to accomplish that by like, you aren't, you don't have free form control in the environment. You're kind of going left to right um, or like picking paths that come up along the way. And then where you end up is it also doesn't take, I thought this was going to be like a climate change story and maybe it still will be, but then it like, sure looks like it. <laughs> Well, but Rob, so you get to the end of, like, this forest fire, and then all of a sudden, like, a robot appears, and there are, like, drones in the sky, and there's, like, a strong, like, dystopia, like, post-apocalypse vibe. I don't exactly know, <laughs> like, what's go- what's going on, but it was not what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know if in a good way or a bad way. It was just not what I was expecting. But you, like, pull off to this little spot for your fox to to start chilling. Turns out... It's, you know, some games are like pass, press F to pay respects. This game is press A to go into labor. <laughs> and you're just like smashing that A button so you could give birth to a couple of of pups. It's like, it's completely wild and like a little Aww. upsetting. It's not graphic. It was just like a game in which you're doing some, you know, some like fill the bar, smash the button, and then all of a sudden it's like, baby! It's like, oh, <laughs> that's okay. That's just like it was yeah. for my wife. That's what I remember. Um, and, uh,. And then the game has like these mild survival elements of like you're going out, getting food, hunting food. um, One of your your babies gets kidnapped and that like sets up a story element. And so I, I don't really know where it's going, partially because the way we set up our by playing these is like we play 15 minutes, and then just move on to the next game so we can see as much as we can see. But um it made a very striking yeah. 15 minute impression. Yeah, it was uh, a that strong. It's more. like
3: I want to go back. I want to see how much of the the narrative moments that seem to happen were always going to happen at those days. Like, right, like the, like days tick over. You have to go out and hunt and bring mm-hmm. back food for your kids. But then, um, does one of them always get kidnapped on day three? Does that, is that different depending on like how much of it is this systemic versus how much of this is uh, a straightforward narrative? It seemed to, it could go kind of either way. So that's, I'm curious to see it. And yeah, the, the fucking they're very cute. They're very cute. Very cute. Very cute little fox cubs I don't know why, like, because the, the the game asks you to pick.
1: Like, it just says, like, hey, do you want to pick one of these, the babies? And so I was like, oh, are we setting up, like, a like a Bambi situation? Is, like, the the mother going to die and then you're going to be, like, that's going to be the player character? But no. And also, I don't think the pink one, which is what I picked. Yeah. In honor but of them- my, uh, of, of my oldest, I should correct her. Your favorite color used to be pink. Now it's teal. She, if she ah. listens to this in 15 years, she'll be upset at me. Wow. Um, but, um.
3: Inching closer to waypoint to teal, huh? Yep. <laughs> to the- yeah. But well, yeah, not far off. Not far <laughs> off.
1: Um, but the pink one was not the, 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 the Fox baby that got plucked. So I yeah, I don't know how that narrative stuff is, is, is coming in, is coming into play. And so I'm, I'm like, kind of, I'm curious to see what, um. We are wearing matching shirts, Ren. We are. But they are matching <laughs> shirts. Like, not not because our fashion sense has overlapped, but we're
0: both wearing our, our Waypoint mugs. The new Waypoint merch, which you can get mm-hmm. at waypointgeneralstore.com.
2: <laughs> God.
0: Nicely done. Uh,
1: and you'll also be able to get uh, Endling. That game actually comes out soon, yeah. July 19th. Yeah. So in a couple of weeks. Exhausted Man is listed as coming soon. Um, so hopefully that's sometime this year, because I found it to be... I found both to be delightful. One and a... Whimsical sort of way. Uh, the other <laughs> in
3: one in a. I love oh this God. The
1: description for ex, the ex, description for exhausted man. Play as an ordinary person who is exhausted but refuses to sleep, complete everyday challenges, and earn a better life. <laughs> Features: Do everything while lying down. Yep. Build your own environments. Whimsical daily tasks. Wow. If that isn't a pitch on a game, then
0: what is?
2: Um. Endling reminds me of another game. Oh, sorry, Rob. No,
0: no, 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 go for it.
2: Endling reminds me of another game that I've been playing, uh, Rain World, uh, which is a really, really phenomenal uh, survival platformer um, about being a little slug cat uh, that has some of (laughs) the most fascinating controls uh, and game systems that I've ever interacted with. It feels like playing a platforming immersive sim uh, where you are a little slug cat. Um, It is stellar. Slugcat is cute. Slugcat is very cute. If you want to see a slugcat get eaten by a lot of lizards, may I recommend Rain World to you? (laughs) One of the hardest video games I've (laughs) ever played. One of the most brutally difficult games I've ever interacted with, both in terms of the consequences for doing things wrong, uh, and also the literal difficulty of control. Uh, Learning how to move in that game is a challenge unto itself. Uh, And it really does feel like, I believe you're playing as a very young slug cat. It feels like you are playing as an animal who is still learning how to control their body. Uh, There are like fundamental pieces of the game's movement tech that are never explained to you. Uh, Um, It is a really exciting and really cool um, survival platformer that came out in, I believe, 2015. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's got an expansion coming out. I've been mm waiting, like, people for years have been. Telling me to like, this game seems like you would really like it. Um, Given how many, the affinity I have for platformers and always looking for different ways to jump. Um, And then I somehow got just enough distance from it that I never got back to it. But this downpour um, is the, this big expansion that's supposed to be coming out. So I've been, I've been, I've been tabbing that away as a reason to jump into this game at some point.
2: I have a pitch for Rob Mm -hmm. on this game. On Rainworld? Yes. Uh, Hey, Rob. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, things that Steam associates it with uh, and in the Steam algorithm uh, is Stalker. Yeah, no, I've, <laughs>
0: uh, that might be because Chris Priestman wrote, Rainworld is like Stalker, but a platformer and you're a rodent for us back in 2017.
5: Uh, so I do,
0: I, I, I do wonder if we seeded the ground there uh, for, mm. for us. Um, also, it does look pretty rusty and it's grimy extreme, it's yeah. extremely grimy oh uh, sorry well I'll, I'll just tell you um as far as endling goes i'm not like it looks like the 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 potential for bambi-esque or uh mm-hmm. land before time mishaps uh-huh. is way too high for, <laughs> for me like <laughs> oh, i didn't realize in this one screenshot that you've you've shared here rob um so
1: kind of we didn't understand the significance of this interface oh yeah part but like Below. Oh, fox icons in oh, the those corner are, are babies. your babies. Yeah,
3: yeah. It appears in this one that Rob has pasted, one, one is, is dead. One is dead. One is fully dead. I believe that is the one mm. being picked up by a hawk, a bird of yeah, prey of some sort. Dead. I can't handle that. It no, looks like that's not... the dead one. Hey, that yellow is dead. distressing me. That, yeah. No, that's not, not g- for me. Well, see, that middle one is hungry. It just wants an apple. I'm not handling this. We can feed not that for one. me. <laughs> I can't no. me handle this. I'm not handling it. Um,
0: so we, uh, so Patrick has a heart out here in a few minutes. We should just dip into the mailbag real quick. Um, before, before we call it, uh, got a good one here from, uh, Sersha. Saoirse writes, uh, sorry, the savage line, cardboard furniture, Hmm. dear waypoint in the episode 489 question bucket. Dana's table query included a particular proposition. Is a cardboard table ever reasonable? I thought to relay my own foray into cardboard furniture. I used to run with my cousin who was on home dialysis at the time. This meant very regular deliveries of two liter bags of dialysis fluid. The, the boxes these came in were made for transporting medical supplies, liquids no less. They were sturdy and reinforced, and the quantities that came meant our recycling was overfull even before we added anything other than these boxes. Over time, we made an art of dismantling the boxes, folding them this way and that, learning how each cut would affect the integrity of the whole. Our box cutters were capable tools, but the, the work was hard and we were taking a break one afternoon and realized our couch could use an end table for drinks. Standing one box on its end and taping some flat panels to the top worked well enough, but our eyes had been opened. Fast forward several weeks and we had each constructed a two-drawer bedside table. These boxes had a handy two-by-four ratio of uh, height to width, organized our DVD and game collections, and made our own waste paper bin. You might have guessed that both my cousin and I were single at the time, and the great cardboard (laughs) furniture empire did come to an end, for me at least, when my new partner insisted we simply spend $20 at Ikea. I can understand wanting a bedside table that doesn't sla- sag slightly under the combined weight of a lamp and water bottle, and whose drawers don't constantly jam up drawers. Who- you build- you put drawers on the card. You know what they said? Oh, a tru- yes. they said a
2: two drawer cardboard end table. Yes, there was two drawers.
0: I'm yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm shaking here. Uh, whose drawer? Do- Nintendo drawers- Labo. Who exactly? Uh, don't constantly jam up. Uh, but for a brief period, I felt like an artisan. What are your favorite makeshift creations? When has Admiral Thrift gone too far? <laughs> Is um
1: this was a big thing in high school. One of my friends was really good at making them the duct tape wallet. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm familiar? No. Are you mm, mm, because uh-huh. you you think we're weirdos or has anyone heard of the duct tape wallet? No, we're familiar. Yeah, Everyone knows
3: about them. duct tape wallets.
1: Yeah, so my my friend uh, Alex in high school was the go to. Like, like instead of you know, hey, I need some drugs. It's like, hey, could you make me a duct tape wallet, and he he had it like constructed fully, so not only just for the spots to put your put your cash, but also spots for a couple of cards uh, as well. Did it, and because it's duct tape, it lasts much longer than you should probably continue to use the duct tape wallet. Um, but that is uh that is that is the one that sprung to mind for me. I never I never used the duct. Tape. I don't like wallets. In general, um, they take up so much space in your pants, but um, they're very popular in our, in our high school. Is that a duct tape no, wallet?
4: No, it's that's a leather wallet. wallet. It's
3: a what small, that, small.
0: It's got the assassins. Uh, no, it's a mason symbol. It's a mace. mace.
3: Uh, Jesus Christ, the,
2: <laughs> assassin. like the both assassins. Of my, <laughs> both of my grandfathers were 32nd degree masons, and this is my, my great grandfather's wallet wow. um, that, I, that I use to this day.
4: can you be a mason can you be like let me into the lodge
2: i don't think they i don't think they let my kind in mm. i think there are too many slurs for me to be allowed to be a mason <laughs> <laughs> i think i think if you get up if there's more than three if you get up to three they're like no mm-mm, mm-mm. Not mason three. material not mason material we could call you too many awful things uh i'm trying to think
0: so things that got out of hand um So, yes, okay, okay. Here's here's things getting out of hand. So at various points, uh, we were like, you know what's actually going to save us a ton of money is a farm share. That's not that's not real. That's not going to save you a ton of money, but you might think it will because you've got to look at all this produce uh that they will send you. Um, but then you're like, how do I store all this produce? And it might come to pass that you realize that you can buy cheap wine fridges which are about the correct temperature and like uh like potentially like with some like control elements like uh humidity like uh for like a root cellar type thing for for various pieces of produce uh and so we ended up with at first things were okay we're like great we finally have a place to put some of these uh some of, some of these vegetables that we're not, like, able to eat right away when it arrives in these, like, 20-pound uh, batches or 30-pound batches. Um, just ridiculous amounts from the farm share. Uh, but then, eventually, that system became overwhelmed, and the, uh, the wine chiller that was full of vegetables started becoming, uh, one could say, a perfect breeding ground um, for, for various things that uh, prey on food. And so uh, our wine chiller became just, like, overflowing uh, with, like, little fuzzes and, uh, you know, little little molds, things like that. Um, but it, it all started with this attempt to be like, you know, I am so tired of having squash go off. Um, you know, we're throwing away literally, you know, quarters worth of squash every week. Uh, so it makes sense to have this ridiculous, like, wine chiller thing uh set up which to be clear was very cheap because people buy those and then they're like I'm getting divorced so can someone please take this wine this this wine cooler uh and and it works out but yeah that was that was us it was like a very quintessential like we can sort of hack this thing together but it was like massively penny wise and pound foolish
2: I was uh I was on a high school robotics team so I have made many awful makeshift things yeah <laughs> Uh, just, just some true nightmare shit. Some things that, boy, you can hook a, you can hook a, uh, you can hook a several hundred pound torque motor up to anything. Those not just let <laughs> you hook anything up to that. Ooh, Yep. Put, drill some pieces, take some pieces of aluminum and just fucking rivet those together. Attach that to a motor. That's arms, baby. <laughs>
4: I don't know. Uh, I've never built anything untoward, I think. That that
0: tracks. <laughs> um What Kato is very practical. Uh, Kato, like Kato like when Kato makes a thing, I'm sure it's very useful. Yeah, well, Kato's extremely
2: dead. practical, which is how you know that the 10 hours in Neon White that he yeah. spent over the weekend were uh-huh. extremely well spent. They were 10 really practical hours in Neon White really... where he progressed through a lot of the game. He's just making himself uh, Progress
3: isn't the only metric by which we should me- measure that's things. That's so true.
2: You know? Kato, that's so <laughs> true.
0: Uh, <laughs> Alright, so we got another one here. Um... This is outside our normal wheelhouse, but let's give it a shot. Uh, this is from Morgan. Highway Point, this might be a bit of an odd we sure one. we want to do this? Are we... Sh- I mean... Hmm. All right, go ahead.
4: Just go. No, <laughs> All right.
0: It's okay. I, we haven't done it before,
1: but okay. it's
4: fine.
0: Let's go. Uh, highway Point, this might be an odd one for you, but I was wondering if you'd help me propose. My girlfriend, Jessica, and I have been dating for over 10 years now, since college, while we've talked before about wanting to get married eventually, we haven't really felt a compelling need to be anything more than engaged to be engaged. I've yeah, been there. was there for quite a while, actually. <laughs> uh, you I know, couldn't, uh, you know, honestly, like, I think the thing that tipped over is I realized we couldn't keep doing that to Mina. We couldn't have <laughs> Mina, like, keep explaining to the other dogs at the daycare, like, why aren't your parents married? So we just, you know, that was, that was kind of a clincher. Uh, anyway, uh, back to Morgan. That used to be the case, at least. Recently, I cannot shake the feeling that I need to do this. I look at her and I just know deep in my bones that it's time. I cannot imagine going another year without making this beautiful, wonderful dork of woman my life eventually is now. I might punch up dork of a woman. Um, she sounds amazing, but dork of, <laughs> I, I don't know. I would, I would probably workshop that bit. Uh, but that is where you'll come in. We both really love the pod and your other pod and your other other pod. Uh, hey, shout outs to man hunting and listening in has become one of our things. My girlfriend. You assume, you assume that's the one they're referencing? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
3: Uh, my girlfriend okay.
0: loves to have you on while she's cooking, running errands, compiling code, or even trying to get to sleep. Because of you, we found countless favorite games and new shows and discovered things about ourselves that we didn't know were there before. Um, See, that's the manhunting guarantee, but you really become a fixture (laughs) in our lives, and I think it would make the proposal extra special if you could possibly do a little shout out for us. Maybe that's just reading this email out on the question bucket segment or having one or two of the hosts do a quick recording that I can play for as a surprise or I don't know something else. I know I'm asking for something really big and personal, so definitely no hard feelings if the answer is a firm no. Uh, But you never know if you don't ask. Uh, Thank you so much for all the wonderful content you put out and making our days so much brighter. Look forward to the next pod and hopefully more quality home appliance content. Uh, Morgan. Uh, So. Now, the theory, I guess, is that. I mean, this is a lot of setup, right? Like, so they'd have to, like, Mm -hmm. just be listening to a podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get to the end. Get Get to the the end. end. Like classic, you know, with their five five star run times.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, but m- much like us, like, hey, we should promote things that we're doing at the top. No, let's bury that at the end of two hours and thirty <laughs> minutes of discussion.
0: We got the, we've got this proposal all the way at the end. Um. So the idea being that, like, they like you somehow sync this up, you control this, mm-hmm. and then like surprise, this is how I'm. At, oh, so like, you're imagining they're either listening to this together, yeah,
1: because there's. Wh- there are factors outside of this person's mm-hmm. control, like I don't know. Does
0: do they go for a what like if a
2: Jessica's run or something? listening
3: on her
0: headphones?
2: Right. No, oh no, I, she's got her AirPods I, I in. I <laughs> the word "things" implies to me that they will be together, which makes me wonder if this is a playing the podcast. Get down on one knee in the midst of mm-hmm. uh, in the midst of the recording situation yeah. where it's like, what the fuck mm-hmm. are you doing? And then the question starts.
3: Oh. <laughs> Oh my!
2: <gasps>
3: so they're oh having. My. So they, they're That's happening right now as we're speaking,
0: right? I mean, it could. Like, if we if we leave this in, hey, that could be. Hey, happening. buddy,
3: get down on your knee. <laughs> like
0: at this point, you haven't. Like, <laughs> you haven't done it yet.
2: <laughs> Bend the knee, nerd. Oh
1: my! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's
1: the dork in this scenario?
0: You wrote into a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, in theory, then this is happening now. And we've promoted manhunting, and now we're hurling abuse at Morgan, <laughs> uh, telling Morgan to uh, get down there and propose like you mean it. Um, And then hopefully, like then, hopefully it all goes well, because that's the other thing, right? Like, what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you you have to entertain the possibility.
1: Have to. Like, have I mean, to- that's
0: part of the chaos of doing this at, at all, right? I mean, we've never done anything
1: like this before, but morgan's letter was, was touching and was like, well sure why not let's you know what it's 2022 let's get a little
4: i think a little out
0: there
3: he always kind of always says he can edit the podcast this might be yeah, too out yeah. right? there
0: this might be too out too there. out
5: there? Is this yeah. too out there like
0: i just we don't know how it would go um I feel like I could have hit that, read that. I could hit that read better. Um ah, yeah, maybe, I maybe in this that proposal email, email, I
1: won't <laughs> start interjecting <laughs> my own commentary.
0: In this. Right? I I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. Like maybe the bit about pitching Mina. my
1: own
2: jokes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I you know, like I was just I'm just saying like I would probably need another take. Um, maybe we punt on this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but I got that. I got a heart
1: out so. We'll All have right. to do the we gonna do okay. another take on on, right. on Thursday. Yeah, so uh,
3: I'll Kato just just cut this I'll one. I'll cut that one and yeah. we'll do it next time. Yeah.
0: All right. Sounds good. Uh so that will we will call it there. Um you can follow me at Rob Zachney on Twitter. Uh Patrick, where can people follow you? At Patrick Klupik. Ren.
3: At Ren or Raven. Kato following the twitter account at manhunting which i'm sure exists who has we it just, we can't just point people at manhunting <laughs> <and> <laughs> like, oh, that could <laughs> <can> go wrong <laughs> you can't just
2: say words damn I don't you put any syllables in your fucking mouth this, this account wow, doesn't wow, exist Rob.
3: hop on it at oh, Hunting. Okay. at manhunting okay. doesn't shit. exist all we right. need a Twitter account for I our bespoke going man.
1: To <laughs> be honest, you get you get some other stuff. if You drop one of the ends, put it that into a Google. No, two
3: ends, two ends specifically. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. How <laughs> many
2: of those do you have left? By the way, is, are we too late for a Twitter account?
0: No, no, it's no. never you too know, late for the, a Twitter. The, the Manaverse is always expanding. Uh, Heat two just came out. It's a good book. Uh, if you want more from Waypoint, of course you can follow us on Twitter, <laughs> uh, Facebook, and YouTube, Waypoint Vice. Uh, You'd also check out we published on waypoint.vice.com. Uh, Patrick uh, just wrote a piece, and we'll discuss it I think later this week about uh, the experience of people working on uh, first-person shooters in, in a landscape that where the news is frequently, um, you know, uh, hinging on uh, mass shooting events, uh, and the and the way that people working on these games process that. Uh, and of course, we had our summer games feast, uh, made possible by Waypoint Plus. We unveiled the new merch. Um, oh, hey, we should tell that guy. Like, by the way, like rings passé, but like a proposal Waypoint mug from WaypointGeneralStore.com. God, mwah!
3: God. mwah. Jesus Christ! Hey, you know, oh perhaps God. the
0: adventure. Perhaps the adventure. Could lead you into a world of matrimonial bliss.
2: Put put the ring in the mug,
3: and then when you finish, <laughs> and and off, you fill finish. the mug, pop yeah. yeah. it out. Uh, fun oh, little you know, fun little diamond. choking hazard to really you
2: know get that marital the trust sharp diamond going. in my throat. Ow ow the sharp <laughs> diamond. Ow ow just like the diamond on this white <laughs> mug.
0: Uh, you can't buy that mug anymore. We destroyed it. Um,
2: just like unlike, the diamond on my old
0: waypoint mu <laughs> unlike Morgan and Jessica's love no that's gonna make sense to me that's makes sense to anybody uh never mind uh because we cut it point is <laughs> it won't make sense to uh anybody the jokes you're we just making so Kyle will get those too.
3: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: yeah and of course uh you know the summer games feast our streams uh hey you know, Kado's been turning that uh, neon white energy to something a little more productive. Uh, motorsport management. We've I been mean, oh playing God. that on uh, on, on the stream. Christ. All that's made possible by WaypointPlus.com. Uh, everyone who's signed up there, uh, th- thank you so much. Why can't the uh, Wonderkin
3: just drive drive a good? Why?
0: It's really frustrating. It's falling like,
3: apart. It's falling apart.
0: Yeah, that that Icelandic dirt bag. Uh, we've got driving. Sorry, he's, that he's lying
3: like about his age. He's lying. On, he's not seventeen. That, that have sounds you seen like his I'm face?
0: Trying, Yeah, it sounds like I'm knocking Icelandic bro. people. I think you'd have to see the guy uh, to understand <laughs> what I mean. It's like it's like a mullet given form. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway,
5: yeah. if
0: that sounds good, or if you the guy not iceland if that sounds good or if you just want more waypoint you can go to waypointplus.com, and subscribe uh not only do you get access to our premium feed including manhunting uh but you're also helping support waypoint and everything else we do here our theme music is by bowen the track is miss you off the ep pale machine learn more at Waypoint.zoneslash boen for now we are calling time on this uh this tuesday we will talk to you again on friday until then fuck capitalism go home
4: I think we nailed that. I think we did,
3: too. Morgan, <laughs>
0: Jessica, you're welcome. So that was a funny bit, <laughs> I hit right? stop
3: recording. That's fine. I'm still recording. That's good.
0: Yeah. But, like, it's a funny bit, you know? We did. Uh, we uh, nailed it. We, yeah. Congratulations.
5: Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, for you.
0: I hope so. Yeah. I, <laughs> hope, I hope it all works out. And I hope I that we're a part of that story and not, like...
3: Ten years? It's, it'll, it'll, it'll go well. Congratulations yeah
0: i hope it's definitely not something it's like uh you know i had to move past the whole having the podcast host propose for you <laughs> thing <laughs> like hope oh, that's not how it goes but but i believe <laughs> i hope
4: mm. all right
3: <laughs> okay here is the folder
4: all right know. <laughs>